This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. WFAN, WFAN-FM, New York. everybody. This is Bob Solter. We move into hour two of our program this morning. By the way, the uh, very nimble fingers and uh, technical direction this morning coming from Brian Rascona. We always appreciate when he is here and guiding us along on the program. After our eight o'clock update, it is Rick Wolf who is by with the Sports Edge program. And Ed Randall will be along after our nine o'clock update. Obviously, he's going to have some thoughts on uh, Jim Bunning's uh, passing. Um, Certainly a legendary career and also his career in uh, politics. Ed will uh, undoubtedly be talking about that on the Talking Baseball program. That's after our 9 o'clock update this Sunday morning. We move into a discussion which we typically have at this time of the year. You know, it's, it's, it's really amazing because in a way in doing this show, and I've been doing this show for 23 years, seems like an awful long time because it is a long time but it's like I'm programmed in a number of ways and some people might see that as a good thing one of the good things about it is this time of the year I start looking forward to the discussion that we're going to have because over the years we've had guests in from YAI to talk with us about the organization, how it has grown over the years, the kind of services that are involved. I'm pleased that in studio with us to start off the discussion is the chief financial officer, Kevin Carey, for YAI Network. Uh, Kevin, first of all, welcome to our program. Good morning. Good morning, Bob. Thank you so much for having us here with you. Uh, we're always excited to come on the show and to talk about YAI, uh, the Central Park Challenge that we have coming up next weekend. Um, and really just the, the field of, of the uh, intellectual and developmental disabilities. When we talk about YAI, interestingly enough, YAI is 60 years old. We were talking about this during the top of the hour uh, sports update. That's an amazing time because YAI, I was reading a little bit in the history and thinking about it, YAI started in Brooklyn. That's right. 60 years ago. Correct. Okay. It started uh, for young adults aging out of high school and really has grown over the last 60 years uh, into a network of six agencies uh, supporting children and adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities as well as their families. Uh, we operate here in New York City in Manhattan, the Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens. Uh, we have services in Long Island in both Nassau and Suffolk counties as well as Westchester and Rockland counties and parts of northern New Jersey. Uh, we also have small operations uh, down in Puerto Rico, so we really have uh, uh, a big um, area that we cover. Wait a minute. How could you have a small operation in Puerto Rico? 
Uh, we have a uh, an agency called the Institute National Institute for People with Disabilities in Puerto Rico that we operate down there. Hmm. That's interesting. When we talk about the ways in which this field has changed or is changing, I mean, there's there's a lot that's happening. Can you share some of that with us? Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, you're absolutely right, Bob. The the field really has under, undergone some of the most dramatic changes over the last couple of years that has had since the early 1970s. Uh, so in New York State, the first community-based residence opened in 1972. Uh, and currently, New York State is really changing the way that it's uh, delivering service and asking providers such as YI to deliver those services. So as an agency, we're transforming to try and meet the needs um, of New York State and of the people that we support. Uh, we're constantly being asked, like many other nonprofit providers, to do more with less mm -hmm. uh, and also uh, to uh, be able to access funding uh, in a way that uh, is more measured on outcomes as opposed to on uh, just a fee-for-service methodology. So we're really promoting um, outcomes that promote health and wellness and community inclusion, uh, more specifically around person-centered practices, which is something that YAI has really uh, uh, taken huge initiatives in in the last couple of years. Okay, I think I know what that means, but what it was person-centered practices. Sure. So person-centered thinking and person-centered planning uh, is when we ask the people that we support what's important to them rather than us telling them what they need based on a suite of services that we would provide. Okay. And when we talk about this idea of the partnership with government, you know, as you said, over the years funding has been reduced. Okay. Um, how much of a squeeze does that put on uh, you know, it, it puts a tremendous squeeze in our ability to retain the high-quality programs that we currently offer, um, and we have to look for alternative sources of funding in order to continue to operate those programs. Um, so government has been a tremendous partner for us. Um, we work really closely with the Office of People for Development of Disabilities. We have um, some New York City funding as well. We have some federal funding. Um, but as many other agencies in the nonprofit sector have realized, uh, we need to start looking towards uh, foundation support, towards private fundraising. Um, and that's really where something like the Central Park Challenge comes in, uh, where we try to identify getting the community more involved to help uh, provide services that we provide for the people we support. When you talk about the foundations, you know, like, what's, I guess, the receptiveness there in that field? Uh, generally very positive, but it, it's very competitive as well. Mm, um, I would imagine, yeah. Yeah, so one of the challenges is that, uh, you know, most agencies such as YAI were so dependent on government funding uh, now that people are pivoting towards private foundations or public fundraising, it's, it, there's, a, there's a limited amount of money to go around, uh, and it, it really requires uh, community outreach and uh, communications with these uh, public foundations or, or private foundations to enable them to understand why YI is worthy of their dollars. Mm. And when you talk about the idea of communicating YI's message, how do you get the message out about what you do? How do you get the message out to people who need your services and can benefit from them? Well, one of the ways that we do that is just by telling personal stories of uh, how we can affect people's lives and how um, what we're doing is really important in the world of intellectual and developmental disabilities. Uh, so going back to the person-centered planning and person-centered thinking, uh, what, we what we really do 
um, is talk to the people that we support and have a discovery process uh, to find out what's truly important to them. So we have open conversations with them. We listen to what their short-term and long-term plans and life goals are, and then we develop a plan tailored to them. So I would like to share just two sort of uh, success stories that we've had uh, in the last couple of months. Um, there was one 35-year-old woman who uh, resides in one of our residences. Uh, she's lived with us for many, many years. And her mother came to um, the employees at YI and said that she would really like to have a vacation with her daughter. Uh, we spoke with the daughter. It was something that she was really interested in doing. Uh, but because of her personal challenges, she was never able to do it. She had anxiety. She wasn't sure how she would deal with um, things like airplanes and security. Uh, so what our staff did is they uh, uh, went with her and they practiced. What would it be like to be on an airplane? What's it going to be like to go through airport security? Mm. What would it be like to sleep in a room that's different than the one you always sleep in? Mm -hmm. And then when the staff were confident enough that she was ready to go, she went on a vacation to Florida with her mother. She had a great time. They're already planning their next trip to the Bahamas. Um, and it, it really is you know, remarkable, the, uh, the advancements that she was able to make in, in, in this vacation and how she now feels about herself and what her next goals are uh, for herself. So what we are trying to do is get stories like that out into the public um, through our Facebook page um, or through communications so that people understand uh, the impact that their dollars can have in an agency such as YAI. Well, that's true. You know, as you're saying that, I'm thinking social media can be a perfect way of communicating, okay, uh, of getting that message out. And the other thing is just the approach that the staff took in her case, I'm sure really helped in supporting her in a fashion that otherwise she probably wouldn't have expected because it was kind of like thinking out outside the box, yeah, absolutely. And that's what person-centered thinking really is. It really is thinking outside the box, uh, learning what the people we support want, and giving them that in a way that they've never really received before. Mm, okay. All right. So that's her story. Was yes. there an another? Uh, there was another story, yeah. So um, uh, recently, we've had three men who, again, had lived with us in our group home residences uh, that were able to transition into their very own apartments. Um, again, this is something that five years ago probably would not have happened. Uh, we sat down with the individuals, we talked with them and asked them, were they happy with where they were living? What is it that they wanted? Uh, and they all decided that they had wanted to live on their own, in their own apartments. Uh, so staff worked very closely with them for the last couple of years, uh, teaching them life skills, making sure that they understood safety, uh, different socialization techniques. Um, and once we were confident that they had everything that they needed to live a full and independent life, um, and a self-directed life, uh, we helped them and secured apartments for them, and they all just moved into these apartments last week. Hmm. So you think of how that changes their lives. What was their reaction? Oh, they're ecstatic. Uh, they, they, they invited the staff over for lunch last week <laughs> and, and uh, made lunch for the staff who had helped them to come out. Um, and they're still very much engaged going to other YAI programs um, and, and really are just so thankful that staff listened to them and that it wasn't, again, uh, we have these suite of programs, this is what you should be doing. It's sitting down with the people we support, talking to them, listening to them, and understanding what it is that they want in life and our ability to meet that. We're going to give you contact information for YAI in the course of uh, this discussion, too. We've really just begun in the discussion 
uh, with uh, our guest who's in studio with us this morning. He is the Chief Financial Officer for YAI Network. Uh, his name is Kevin Carey. Another guest is going to join us as we continue on our program on the fan. Well, good morning, everybody. This is Bob. What did he mean by that? After our 8 o'clock update, it is Rick Wolf, who is along with the Sports Edge program. After our 9 o'clock update, Ed Randall is by. He'll be talking baseball here on the fan. We are in a discussion about YAI Network. We're going to get into talking about the Central Park Challenge in uh, this discussion. In studio with us is the Chief Financial Officer for YAI, Kevin Carey, and uh, Kevin is um, going to be with us for our entire hour. Another guest is going to join us in a moment. What I said we would do, too, is let's mention, uh, before we start getting into talking about the Central Park Challenge, somebody who's listening to us wants to find out more about YAI. How can they do that? Sure. Thanks, Bob. Uh, They can visit us at our website at yai.org. They can call our general number, 212-273-6182. Uh, and they can always like us on Facebook. Okay, that's yai.org, and there's a lot of information on that uh, website. The phone number, 212-273-6182. And um, we shift into our discussion now, the heart of our discussion, and it's very timely, talking about the Central Park Challenge. This is coming up, as um, you had mentioned, uh, Kevin, actually next Saturday. Joining us in our talk is Mike Robinson who is Chief Executive Officer of Broadview Networks. Mike, good morning. Welcome to The Fan. Thank you, Bob. Thanks for having us on this morning. It's good morning, Mike. our pleasure to have you uh, join us. Um, let's do a little bit of background, first of all, on um, exactly what Broadview Networks is all about for our folks who are listening who may not know, and then we'll get into talking about the Central Park Challenge. Sure, Bob. Glad to do that. Just a couple of things, uh, just different views of Broadview. Um, Number one is we've uh, we've been in business a long time, but we're primarily just at a business level, a leading cloud-based communication service provider serving businesses nationwide. We've been in business about 20 years, and our flagship product that we're going to the market today with, as most people you know talk about cloud-based solutions, what we think we've done is is provide a new solution for businesses of all sorts, including. Um, our, our friends at YAI, we've cracked that age-old solution of making technology easy to use for all employees, not just the IT staff. <laughs> and regarding YAI, this is our 10th year sponsoring the Central Park Challenge that you mentioned a moment ago. Uh, our relationship with YAI actually goes back almost 20 years, uh, and we've really been able to build something special together. When you talk about Broadview Networks and what it means to Broadview Networks to be part of the Central Park Challenge, how can you express that for us? Well, a couple of things. One, number one, I think, is it's, it's as a partnership, we, we truly embrace the mission that YAI has in terms of uh, serving their constituents, in terms of uh, providing opportunities that they otherwise wouldn't have. Um, and part of that's the awareness that's brought about by the Central Park Challenge. It's a huge event in Central Park we've been doing for a number of years. Um, we bring hundreds of our of our employees, their friends and family to the park, uh, and really a great opportunity to showcase the work, um, to get people out for that awareness and certainly for the fundraising aspect of it. Uh, another way we have worked, and, and we've been very happy with this program, we have used over many years, several of YAI's participants in our company, uh, some of our very best associates uh, work in one of our Long Island facilities, 
and have been with us some of our most tenured and best employees uh, that we have in the company. So they take a huge amount of pride in their work, a real teamwork type approach to things, uh, and it gives them an opportunity to work, uh, you know, in in an organization and really feel part of something. So we couldn't be more proud to have them on board at Broadview, and certainly we'd encourage other companies to follow that lead in partnering with YI uh, and providing opportunities for their members to, to be employed in the workforce. I know that's something you would certainly welcome, Kevin. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, we're really excited um, about having Broadview partner, partner with us again this year. They've been a tremendous partner, um, as Mike said, both uh, from the Central Park Challenge, but also with um, with our programs and supporting the people that we support. Um, so we do thank them for, for their support. Thank you, Mike. Absolutely, Kevin. Then how do you describe what the Central Park Challenge is? is all about what's what's that day like next saturday sure so uh next saturday june 3rd uh we'll be in central park by the bandshell from 8 30 a.m until noon uh and it really is a great way for people and corporations to get involved with yi to learn more about um the services that we provide and the people that we support and to meet some of those people uh it's hard to believe we talked before bob this is the 60th year of yi uh it's actually the 30th year of hosting uh an event like this Uh, We started up in Westchester County, we then moved it to Long Island, and since 2000, it's been held in Central Park. Uh, This year, uh, WABC-TV anchor Bill Ritter of Eyewitness News will once again be with us, um, along along with thousands of people um, with and without disabilities. Uh, The actual event, there's a competitive four-mile run, a 3K walk. Um, for people with disabilities and their families and friends, uh, YI, and people who want to support our mission, as well as plenty of children's activities. And if people are interested, you can actually register for the event on yai.org cpc, or you can get more information by calling us at 877-YAI-WALK. When you talk about the mood on that day, what's it like? Oh, it's fantastic. Everyone is is just so excited to be there. Uh, We're hopeful for a a bright, sunny day, but even if it's not, people will still be happy. People will be excited. Uh, People are motivated to uh, complete either the run or the walk or the children's races um, and really just an air of camaraderie to all be together with the employees, the people we support, our supporters, the community. Um, It's it's an excellent day for all uh, to really come together um, and just... um, relish in what we've been able to do, the supports we've been able to provide, and where we can go in the future. It sounds like a family atmosphere. Oh, yeah. It's, it's very much a family event. Um, the, you know, the staff is very much like family, as is the people that we support, um, and, and really trying to get a more community feel towards it and, and engage with as many partners um, and people as possible. And when you've been able to, to witness this, Mike, what has struck you about the way in which the mood is I, I, I think, Bob, just first of all, the, the celebration, and, and I, I think that's the right word I would use, okay. the celebration of the opportunity for us to raise awareness to really embrace this mission that YI has had for 60-plus years. Uh, and, I, and I think when, when Kevin talked about the fact that the showcase is really the, the opportunity to meet their members in that setting and to really engage because there's dancing in front of the band shell uh, with music, uh, just walking through the park as we do the, the, the walking portion of the race, the kids' activities, just the entire 
process is one that is really embraces the reason we're there. It's not just a run in the in the park. It's not just a fundraiser. It's much, much more than that. And I think it, it comes down at the end of the day to the people that why I serve. They're members, um, and they're just great individuals. As I said, we employ several of them. I've gotten to know them over the years. So I think that's what it embodies to me is it's it's being present in that environment and that celebration of, of as why I has said over the years, seeing beyond disabilities um, and embracing uh, these this part of our of our population that need a little bit of help, but honestly, they just want a, a regular life like we all have, and we're fortunate to be able to to do our part to facilitate that in partnership with YI. The people that you've been able to employ over the years, what did they say that, or what have they said that those jobs have meant to them or mean to them? I think I think pride, probably one of the adjectives I would use, Bob. Uh, another one is kind of ownership of their life, control. Mm. Uh, one of them, for example, uh, you know, <laughs> the last time I was, I was in that facility, he, he dresses, I, I, he takes a bus to work, as I remember, um, but he dresses in like a suit because he wants to feel that way, and then he works in more of a warehouse or, or that kind of setting, and he will change clothes and put in more appropriate clothes for that and then wear a suit home. And just, just that sense of ownership and pride and control of one's life um, is, you know, priceless, absolutely priceless. Mm. When we talk about the planning, the preparation that goes into next Saturday, what's that like? When does that start? Uh, it's a, it's a year-round event, Bob. So we will start planning the next Central Park Challenge probably next Sunday. So this one's been planned <laughs> since last year. Uh, but we have a tremendous amount of volunteers, of uh, staff engagement, uh, people we support getting ready to uh, come out and, and fundraise. Um, we, we have tremendous uh, involvement from all of the different residences and programs that, that we operate um, everybody really looks forward to it and, and really starts to plan uh, a year in advance. So they've been waiting for this since last year, and, and I think everyone's ready to come out on Saturday and have a good time. And I think what, what some people are most excited about is uh, Broadview always shows up uh, in tie-dye shirts. Uh, so I think this year everyone's excited to see what those shirts are going to look like and what the colors are going to be. <laughs> Bob, we actually do a contest. We, we offer our, our, our team members the ability to vote on which shirt we wear. So it's a highly anticipated contest to, to pick the right shirt for the event <laughs> so it stands out among the crowd. <laughs> one, one other thing I would say is, is you mentioned Bill Ritter earlier, and I'll use him as an example. One thing we see every year at the Central Park Challenge is repeat participation Participation by people like Bill, who are not committed just for one year, but Bill, I don't know how many years he's been there, Kevin. I'm guessing 10-plus. Oh, yeah. And and so that, that continuation, when you know people have other things on their schedule, other commitments, but they put this on, commit to it, and stick to it, says a lot about the mission and their commitment to what YAI does. And when we talk about the Central Park Challenge, what can people who are listening to our discussion who they themselves, maybe they can't make it out to the event, what can they do to be supportive? Uh, they can go on our website and, and donate to the event uh, at yai.org slash cpc. Um, they can tell their friends who can make it to come out to the event and to participate. 
Um, and if they have any questions, they can call uh, the event hotline at 877-YAI-WALK. That's W-A-L-K. One of the things that is a takeaway from our discussion today is something that I was preparing this early this morning and was reading and a line stood out to me from the page where I was reading and says, and I'm going to read it as it says it on the page because it's in bold. People with disabilities are not that different than anyone else. And that line really grabbed me when I read it. Okay. And I just thought, why don't more people get this? Yeah, no, it's it's very true. And that's one of the things that we try to uh, show to the community um, and to the people. And, and one thing that we'll be showcasing at Central Park Challenge on Saturday, uh, people with disabilities are not that different than you and I. Um, and it's really important for everybody to understand that and for everybody to uh, embrace people with and without disabilities. And Central Park Challenge is a, is a great way to do that. Mike, I want to thank you for uh, joining us on our program. Mike Robinson, who is CEO of Broadview Networks, um, talking with us and sharing some information. Let's hope for a very successful day next Saturday. And, uh, Kevin, we're going to continue with you in our discussion. But, Mike, thank you for joining us on our program. Bob, thanks for having us. And, Kevin, have a great rest of your session. We'll see everybody in the park next Saturday. Thank you. That's the Central Park Challenge next Saturday. And you can tell just from the way that he said that he wants to see you there then, too. We will uh, get back into discussion about why AI. There's a lot more to get to. After our 8 o'clock update, it is Rick Wolf, who's along with the Sports Edge program. And Ed Randall will be by. He'll be talking baseball. He loves to do that after our 9 o'clock update. Believe me, he loves to talk, period. Okay, But he loves to talk baseball especially. He does that after 9 this morning. We're in a discussion on our program on the fan, Sports Radio 66, Sports Radio 1019, with... Uh, Yes, from YAI in studio with us is Kevin Carey, who is Chief Financial Officer for YAI Network. We talked in the last segment as well with Mike Robinson, who's CEO of Broadview Networks, talking about the Central Park Challenge, which takes place next Saturday. There's a lot of things about YAI that we have not covered thus far in our discussion, and I want to cover, I'll mention, as we've talked about a couple of different times, yai.org, the website where you can get information in general about YAI. There are so many different areas where we can go in discussion, but here we are, you know, Memorial Day weekend for a lot of people. They view this as the, uh, some people in their minds, this is the kickoff to summer. Now, it's not really technically that, but it's the unofficial start to summer. With that in mind, you think of summer and you think of as a kid. And man, would I love to be able to go back in time and be a kid again in summer. Just the thought of that. Be able to ride my bike, play, be outdoors, not have all these responsibilities. That would be the big thing. But anyway, one of the things that happens for kids is this idea of, thinking about, in some cases, dreaming about going away. And here I'm alluding to discussion about camp. There was a point to where I was going with this. How does YAI connect kids with camp? 
Uh, thanks, Bob. That's that's a great point um, that you were making about summer, and I think it ties into what we were talking about earlier, that people with disabilities are really not any different than anyone else. Exactly. So people with disabilities, children with disabilities, uh, want to go to camp just as much as people, children without disabilities. Uh, so at YAI, we have uh, a couple of programs where we try to uh, connect children with recreation and socialization programs um, specifically for people with disabilities. Um, so we have a mainstreaming at camp program uh, that's through the Frost Valley YMCA. Um, and what that really means is bringing people with disabilities um, into a camp um, that has people, children with and without disabilities. So mainstreaming the children with disabilities. Uh, we also have two programs um, that uh, bring children uh, to uh, vacations or camp-like experiences. So one of those is uh, leisure tracks. Uh, we just had a group go to the Bahamas uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, and that was their first trip out of the country and their first real trip um, together as a group for people with disabilities. Uh, and we also have a hankering for more program. Um, and that program, again, you can find more information about this on our website at yai.org. Um, but what that program does is it provides uh, social socialization um, for children and people who struggle with friendships and with connecting with others. Um, and as you can imagine, Bob, that's not just a problem that's typical for people with disabilities, but lots of children, lots of people have uh, challenges uh, connecting and socializing. Um, so this pr program in particular helps to sort of bridge that gap and to uh, enable some of the children and people that we support with disabilities uh, to get past their own anxieties or own issues and connect and, and form more long-lasting relationships with others. Is there feedback that you get from the children who are participants as to what this means for them? Oh, it's huge. Uh, it, it's life-changing, really. Um, just to be able to uh, go and speak to somebody else and to have a friendship um, sometimes is, is life-changing for some of these children and some of these people. Um, in the, in, in previously, they were not able to do that and didn't either have the skills uh, or the confidence to get out there and do that. And for us to be able to give that to them through these uh, small programs um, really uh, you know, puts a smile on your face when you, when you hear the stories that they tell you or, or get the feedback of how their life has changed uh, based on what we've been able to provide for them. And how did that, tr that trip you mentioned to the, the, the Bahamas, how did that come about? Uh, it's a small program that we operate, and we've operated for many, many years, um, and it's specifically for, um, it ba goes back right to the person-centered um, planning that we mm -hmm. were talking about earlier. Um, as opposed to the old methodology where we have a suite of services, a residential program, a day habilitation program, you know, employment training, uh, we go and we talk to the people that we support and say, what would you like to do? And a lot of times they say, I'd like to travel, I'd like to go on a cruise, or I'd like to go to Japan, or I'd like to go to Europe. Um, and we're able to um, operate a small program um, where we select individuals and uh, with some of our own employees, send them on trips so that they can have these life experiences that you or I or anybody else um, can have whenever we want. So it really is a fantastic trip. It's, it's uh, obviously um, the, the funding for that is not coming from uh, the government. That's really from private donations and from, from smaller funders. Um, and that's something that we, we love to do because we get great feedback. Uh, and it really shows the people that we support who have disabilities that they can do anything they want to do and they should have the same um, abilities and the same goals and, and life dreams that you or I may have. And how are the participants selected? 
we, we talk to people uh, and see who wants to go where, um, and we try to bring a cohort together of individuals who either know each other or who get along or who would do well together in, in a different environment. Um, as you can imagine, taking people out of what their comfort zone is and bringing them somewhere else can be a challenge <laughs> for anybody. Uh, so we try to make sure that we have the appropriate group together and people who are all uh, interested in, in doing something like this, and, and that's how we generally uh, select them. The socialization program, the hankering for more, um, is an interesting idea as well. Um, the feedback that comes from there, what's that like? Uh, again, it's it's thank you. It's it's this is what we've been waiting for. Mm. Um, it's I, I've been waiting to to make a friend or make a connection or just to be able to be comfortable in, in going out and socializing. Wow. Um, and uh, it, it always. The best part of my day, being the the CFO at YAI, you know, I'm normally in the back office. I don't really get to uh, go out and interact with um, the people we support or the programs all that much because I'm normally in the back, you know, sharpening my pencil. But when I do get to get out uh, and I get to talk to some of the people we support and and hear the stories from them and and hear uh, how impactful some of the small things that we're able to do for them, like the hankering for more program, uh, you know, it really just it brightens my day and it's really the best part of, of my job. What is Leisure Tracks all about? <clears throat> uh, Leisure Tracks is the the program that I was talking to you before about uh, when people are able to go on trips. So, okay. for instance, so when they went on the that's cruise. That's the approach. Okay. Yes. All right. And again, now, all of these programs, um, if, if people want more information on them, they can visit our website, uh, yai.org, or call us at 212-273-6182. Now, speaking of money, I understand that YAI is also involved in the administration of a start grants. Yes, that's correct. What is what's a start grant first of all and what's this specifically for? So, Start is a actually a federal program um, and YAI is is really excited that we were chosen to be one of the providers in New York state to provide this service. Uh, so we at YAI actually administer a Start program in Manhattan, Queens and the Bronx. Uh, it is also available in Brooklyn and Staten Island through other providers. And what START is, is it's a community-based program uh, that provides crisis prevention and response services for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities and behavioral health needs, um, as well as their families and those who provide support within the community. Uh, it really is a 24-7 operation, uh, and it can help eligible children age six up and adults. Mm -hmm. When we're talking about the approach of YAI and talking about your employees one of the things that we've talked about in the past is this whole idea of people who are interested in working in the field mm -hmm. um what sort of i guess qualifications do you look for um are you looking for people oh yeah thank you bob yeah we are always looking for people um you know we couldn't do all this great work without the dedicated and motivated staff that we have um, we've got an amazing staff. We're always looking for people to join our team. Uh, if you're a college graduate, we definitely have an opening for you. Uh, we're looking for full-time, part-time, overnight work, hourly work. Uh, we'll provide you training um, and give you what you need to promote our mission of supporting people with intellectual and developmental disabilities to achieve their fullest lives possible. Uh, and if you are interested, you can visit our website at yiorg slash careers. Uh, and the, all of our job postings will be there. All of the qualifications are there. Um, and uh, we, really, we really are looking for some dedicated, motivated people who want to change people's lives uh, with intellectual and developmental disabilities. 
You know, I've been thinking about something the entire time that we've been talking, and it's that term of intellectual and developmental disabilities. We use that term, and at times I always wonder because not only doing the show, but I also try to analyze as we're doing the show as if I'm somebody listening to, mm-hmm. the, to the program, which is, is a little bit nutty, I realize, but that's my approach with it. What, how do you describe what those disabilities actually are? How, did, how do you crystallize that? In other words, what are we talking about? Sure. I mean, what we're really talking about is, is people who can live independently and hold a job, but they just really need a little bit more support to get to that level. Um, when I think of intellectual and developmental disabilities, that's, that's what I think about. Uh, people who are not that much different than you and I, they just need a little bit more support. Are they people at times who are on the autism spectrum? Yeah, absolutely. Um, people who are on the autism spectrum, people with Down syndrome, um, you know, th- there's, there's a whole host of, of different things that could qualify someone who is on that. But at YAI, we see beyond the disability, uh, and we focus on each person's strengths uh, and their talents. And when we talk about people who are involved in doing the work of YAI, you know, you have said a couple different times your staff is amazing. Why do people who work at YAI say they do what they do? I think they do what they do because of uh, what I said before. Uh, It's really the feeling that you get when you see uh, the changes that you're making in someone's life. Um, it really is incredible. I think that uh, it, it is a field that is certainly very difficult to work in. Um, it's, it's underappreciated. It's underfunded, meaning mm-hmm. that people don't get the salaries that they actually deserve. Um, but you get a real sense of accomplishment and you get a real sense of uh, changing someone else's life for the better. And I think that that's one of our major strengths and why we're able to retain uh, really, really highly skilled and competent individuals because at the end of the day, they're doing wonderful things and they're seeing people's lives change for the better. Um, And it really is something special. Are there things that are on your wish list besides, obviously, more money? (laughs) Um, I think for people to really understand what it means for someone to have a disability and and what people with intellectual and developmental disabilities need, as we've been discussing for the last hour. Um, I think, you know, one of the things that we're trying to do at YAI uh, is embrace technology uh, to assist people with disabilities uh, and to really get out there into the community through communications to explain what we're doing, how we're doing it, and how this can be done uh, in people's homes. Uh, you know, not everybody is going to require the type of setting that YI provides. Some people's disabilities uh, are much lower than those that require a certified setting or the type of programming that we operate. Um, but to learn what you can do to help support someone with a disability um, is really critical and really important, and that's what we're trying to get out there into the community to, uh, to show. Okay. Now, we've mentioned a couple of different times in this discussion, and part of the reason for our discussion today is the Central Park Challenge. It takes place next Saturday. Here's a great opportunity to give our listeners reasons why they should be supportive and come out. What yeah. would you say? I would say uh, you want to change someone's life for uh, a very minimal impact. Uh, you can come to the Central Park Challenge on June 3rd. You can learn more about YAI. You can learn more about the people that we support. 
Um, you can really take that opportunity to go to Central Park, have a fun day, uh, run in the four-mile race, walk in the 3K walk, do some of the children's races or children's activities. There's music, there's games. Uh, it'll be a great time, and you'll be doing uh, a wonderful thing by helping to support an agency that does really, really wonderful things for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Now, do you get people who run in other races who come out and partake in this? Because usually runners are attracted by any sort of running event. Yeah. You know, it's a little different because we're, we're doing a four-mile race mm-hmm. instead of a 5K race, right. uh, which I think is more typical. Um, but, you know, we like to strive and, and differentiate ourselves from uh, other agencies and from other groups. So we're hoping that that you know, extra mile will uh, will bring more people out and get more runners to come and, and get more people to come and support YAI uh, and our mission. Kevin Carey, who is Chief Financial Officer for YAI Network, our guest this hour of our program. We also spoke with Mike Robinson, who is CEO of Broadview Network. Uh, the website for YAI is yai.org, and the I guess main informational phone number would be 212-273-6182. But going to the website, you can get a lot of information on the sort of things that we've talked about. Thank you very much for joining us and for coming in, Kevin. Well, Bob, thanks so much for having us, uh, especially on this Memorial Day weekend. So I want to thank all the veterans um, and people supporting our country as well. Thank you. And let's hope for a very successful event next Saturday. Speaking of successful events... I see. I just got that thumbs up from Rick Wolf. He's along with the Sports Edge program. And then after our 9 o'clock update, well, as they say, life changes. I'll let you judge what I mean by that. After 9, Ed Randall will be along talking baseball here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.